Hello. Hey, girl. <laughs> Hi, good morning. Good morning, my friend. Good morning. Okay, so we're on here and it's recording. So Perfect. we'll just go ahead and start. So uh, hello to everyone out there that will be listening to this podcast. I am Marla. And I am here with my good, 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 good friend, Kelly. And we are the Maria Sisterhood. And this, this podcast is going to be um, the Maria Sisterhood Chronicles. And the reason we have called it that is because this is really coming from our personal journeys and how we have journaled and chronicled those journeys. And we feel like um, we have a message in our hearts that can help other women um, find their own message and live out their own message and live out the healing that we have found and the restoration that we have found in our lives. And so this recording today is all about um, a meet and greet and saying hi to everyone and telling you a little bit about ourselves and our own journey and our own testimony. Um, So Kelly, do you want to share what our mission statement is and our core values? I do. Yes. Um, and this is of course our very first episode. So we just pray that you'll be gentle with us and, um, hope that your hearts would receive anything that we have to say and hope our hearts are in the right place. We prayed before we opened up this recording session and we're just, we're going before the Lord with this. So, um, our mission statement here at Morea Sisterhood Chronicles, we believe in forging the bonds of sisterhood in Christ. We believe in lowering our masks and sharing our vulnerabilities with each other. We believe God is calling us to create a safe place for authentic sisterhood. And our core values are reading relationally, loving each other through hurts and hangups, encouragement over discouragement, honest and open sharing of our hearts, discipleship of each other, perseverance in the face of adversity and awakening to the call. And we are going to be explaining those things. We're going to be talking about those things because it's our mission statement, because there are core values. We're going to give, you know, more in depth through each podcast um, explanations of what, what all of those things mean to us and how we feel like they can be useful um, in the lives of, of women who are Christ followers and who want to be a part of a sisterhood for Christ. Yes. Right. So uh, we do have a Facebook page and an email address that we'll give everyone at the end of the podcast so that if you have thoughts or prayers or just anything that you'd like to send our way, we'd love to receive any of that. Yes. And also a lot of what we'll be doing here is going to be conversations just between me and you, Kelly, because it's comfortable that way. And that's how the original idea came about is the Lord had been dealing with both of our hearts on um, the next thing for us to do together. And we shared that wouldn't it be awesome to just you and I have conversations. Right. And we thought, (laughs) exactly. And we (laughs) thought, you know, we think our conversations are pretty good and pretty fun and full of heart and full of Jesus and full of insightful things. And I know that both of us have taken a lot of notes, um, throughout our, our time on the phone together, because we felt like it was things that maybe could be useful to other people. And so, yeah, I think it, it is going to be conversational. It, it is going to be a relational podcast at no point in time. Do I want to feel like, you know, I'm preaching at anyone or I'm, 
you know, just reading from a script. I really just want it to show what our real hearts are, which are a spirit of sisterhood, a spirit of openness and, and being vulnerable and, mm-hmm. and not being afraid to share and just kind of, kind of removing the mask that so many of us women wear um, with each other at church, at work, in society, and just creating that safe space like we talked about for our authentic sisterhood with each other. Yes, true friendship too. Yeah. And I'm glad that we chose the title that we chose, Mayraya, and it's the Hebrew word for friend and not yes. just any friend. It's a, a close confidant, someone that you are to be able to trust. And we've talked about this many times, feeling like within the the body of Christ for women as sisters in Christ, there's a lot of times you don't feel like you can have that confidence in each other in that safe place, like you just talked about. And we want to be authentic with one another. And I'm very thankful for our friendship. I'm very thankful for several of the friendships that God's given me that are like mine and yours. Absolutely. Because I've got, I'm blessed with these safe places to share. So. Yeah. And I think that's been the inspiration is because we have found a safe place with each other and a safe place with some of the other women that um, have been involved in other groups and things that, that we've, experienced. Um, we want to bring that safe space to other women. We want to show that it is possible to have that authentic Maria sisterhood, yes. that close confidential sisterhood, you know, where you can share and there will be no judgment. There will mm-hmm. be probably things you'll hear from us that you can relate to and things that you can't relate to, but maybe, you know, another woman in your life that can, so we just really want to encourage each other. And, and most of all, we want to show our friendship and our fun and, and bring a lot of <laughs> <laughs> good and fun conversations to the table. And today, our first episode will probably be a little more on the serious side than maybe some of the others will be a little more lighthearted. But when you give your testimony, that's always a powerful um, message to share. Yes. And so I think everybody can relate to that. Yes. And I'm excited to hear all of yours. Cause I know we've shared our testimony in bits and pieces. Cause we try to cram a whole lot in, in our conversation right. <laughs> every, we do. every day here lately, <laughs> um, <laughs> which I love. I, I will not change that. I want to change that. Um, but I want to know, um, what you have in your heart this morning to, to share with me. Cause I'm ready to know, um, more details about, your, um, your journey with Christ. And I know, and I want to say this too, I know that you've got some passions that, um, that you bring to the table that I don't, and I've got some passions that I bring to the table and, and this, this sisterhood thing we both, I know, agree on. It starts with us truly understanding our friendship with Jesus. And that's a big part of what we want to share. I know with other girls is how to, read God's word and how to, um, know him through his word, which is part of what I will share as part of my testimony, but I don't want to steal from you. So you, you could never, you share with me, girl. You I hear know I will share with you. <laughs> and you know, the other thing is that we always say that we're better together. Yes. And the reason for that is because we do bring different stuff to, we bring some of the same stuff, some of the same insecurities that I think most women feel and anxiety 
but we do bring a different energy. We do bring a, a different personality and a different, we have a nice balance mm-hmm. with that. And for anyone listening that doesn't know us, we have been friends for yes. somewhere around 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> we won't say no. any more about that because we don't want to reveal our age to anyone. <laughs> I'm 21. But, I don't um, know what you're talking some- about. right so we met when we were born um and we've had some crazy ups and downs and it's been a real roller coaster of a journey but God has brought so much love and restoration between us and you know maybe we'll go into more of that in later episodes but for now I'll jump right in um okay so my testimony is going to start in one place and sort of end today it's going to start when I was saved and it's going to end today because my testimony is not just when I was saved and I, I feel like that's going to be something that a lot of women will, um, <clears throat> relate to. So I was saved in January of 2001. Um, I was 23 years old. I did not grow up into a church environment. Um, I fell really deeply in love with God at that time. Um, a lot of us can relate to that baptism experience, that accepting of Christ and understanding that you're, you're able to receive grace and you're able to be forgiven. It was a big deal to me. And, um, I was so in love with God and I was so in love with this word, but I I really didn't understand much of it, to be honest. Um, I did my best during that time to keep up with those that were around me spiritually. Hmm. And by that, I mean that I was surrounded by people at that time that had been in church all of their lives. They knew scripture backwards and forwards. Um, I didn't. I attended church every Sunday. I went to Bible study once a week, all the singles group activities at the church, but I was not focused on God's word. I, I tried to be, um, and I don't want to make excuses, but I was a little more focused on fitting in with this new group of Christian friends that I had and having a new kind of clean fun Mm -hmm. versus the type of fun that I'd had in the past. And my, my brand new Christian boyfriend, which I thought, you know, that completes the picture that completes the package. Now I'm the full Mm -hmm. deal, which we know that's not true. We know that's not, (laughs) that doesn't make you a boyfriend having Christian friends and, or it doesn't make you a Christian having Christian friends and a boyfriend and going to church. That's not what it's about. Right. Um, so that was a time of a lot of confusion for me and conflicting words and actions, um, on my part and on the part of the people that I was watching. Mm -hmm. So suffice it to say that I was hearing one thing and seeing another. Um, I'm not going to go into all the details of that time. That would be two or three episodes. It's just so much happened. (laughs) (laughs) And you remember a little of it, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, But it it goes back to what we've discussed before, very much of a a works minded and an exterior presentation of what our faith is, quote unquote, supposed to look like. And exactly. It's part of both of our journeys. It is. And I'm willing to bet it's a part of most women's journeys in church um, and, you know, at work Mm -hmm. and throughout our lives, not just in the church environment. So through a series of really almost indescribable events in which some I had control over and some I didn't uh, within about, I would say about a two year period, I found myself turning my back on the church. Um, and I made the mistake of turning my back on God as well and wandering really right back into my old ways of living and actually a little bit worse. Mm. Um, I don't remember thinking at the time that I didn't believe in God or that I wasn't saved. Right. 
I know that I, I knew I was saved, but because of all that I had experienced in such a short period of time, I thought, I don't think church is the place for me. And I think I'm equipped now to go out in the world and live on my own, which is just not true. Right. Don't do it. If I can <laughs> do it, I can offer a word of advice. <laughs> don't do it. It doesn't work. Maybe find yourself another church or another group of people or, you know, some, a better support system. I, I'm not sure, but don't turn your back on God or the church. It's just not the way. Anyway. So, so this leads to the next step in my testimony, which was a journey away from God. And I was living a very worldly life. And by that, I mean that I disregarded my morals. I knew what was right and wrong. And I lived a crazier life then than I had ever dreamed or imagined of prior to accepting Christ and becoming a Christ follower. And I'm not proud of my actions during that time. It would be really easy for me to point fingers and say, well, I wouldn't have wandered into this Mm -hmm. lifestyle if it wasn't for this person or that person. But you know what? Those choices were mine. And I have found freedom in accepting responsibility and owning my choices. I have found a lot of freedom in that. So that's a difficult place to come to. I've had to come to that place myself and find myself not fully there some days still, you know. No, no. And I think that's something that God is always working on our hearts is always working us towards a space of forgiveness of others and ownership. Because once we own it, we're liberated. We're free. We can give it to God at that time. Yeah. But as long as we drag it around and we drag our chains and we point our fingers, yes. we're never really free from that. And we talked about that this week in our own, own conversations yes. with releasing what we feel like yeah. people owe to us emotionally, physically, yes. you know, financially. A debt. Yes. Mm-hmm. A debt of some kind. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd love for you to share that at a point yeah. too, what we talked about. That was really beautiful. So the next step in my testimony was sort of finding my way back to God and how that happened was I met my future husband. He's my current husband now, but at the time I met him in August of 2008 and my husband was just like me. He'd been away from the church and had sort of turned his back on God for many, many years, similar situation, but obviously not exactly the same. He'd had some own, his own experiences and his own journey that, that caused him to want to walk away from his faith life and from God. So when we met, we really connected on that level. And then about two years after we started dating, and at this point we were engaged, I just felt God calling Mm. me back strongly, so strongly that I could not deny it. And I approached my husband with a desire to go back to church, and I did not know how he was going to react. I thought there was a chance that it might be a deal breaker for him. I thought for sure that he was going to be completely against any organized religion Mm -hmm. church, but God was moving in his heart too. And as soon as I brought it to his attention, he was, yes, I would love to go back to church. That's awesome. (laughs) And I cried and cried. And of course his mom cried and you know, that's another, another fun story for another day. But, um, I love that God brought us together in a mutual space and then brought us right back into his arms. It's such a precious story. So we started attending, started attending a church that we'd heard really good things about, and we just were immediately embraced. There was so much healing for us during that time in that church. We made precious friends that we still have to this day. It was really 
a special time for us. Mm-hmm. Um, this church healed a lot of the heartbreak for us. And it, and it gave us a space, a safe place, a love for God, a love for his word, sweet friends yeah. that didn't judge right. us for the time that we spent away from God. And I think that's really important. Absolutely. A community that's yes. genuine and true and authentic, like the community we are building with this ministry here. Exactly. Exactly. It's so important. We never know where people have come right. from. We don't know what their journey is. It's so yes. easy to make a flash judgment on mm-hmm. them, but you, you never know where somebody's coming right. from. So we had a few really sweet years in this church. And, um, during that time we, we were very involved. We had our own home study group and just, it was such a special time. And then the bottom dropped out as it mm-hmm. will do in right. life because life is right. life. And, um, I lost my dad. He passed away. It'll be four years ago. It was four years in April. Mm-hmm. And that's another long story that I don't, right. <laughs> I won't get into, but suffice it to just say that that really, that, that rocked my yes. world. And, externally, I said that I wasn't angry with God. I understood that my sweet daddy had finished his work on this earth and was called home. And I believe that, but in my heart, I was not admitting to myself. I was very angry with God. I was very hurt, very confused. And I, I picture it as I really essentially curled up inside myself and I just did everything I could to numb out the world and numb out the grief that I could not allow myself to feel. I thought it would consume me. I thought it would destroy me, my grief over losing my dad. That led to my wilderness experience. (laughs) And I have to reach out and thank Michelle Pope. She's one of our sweet friends um, who's involved in another group. Yes, our salt and light sisters. I love Michelle. Every morning (laughs) I read what she writes and it speaks to my heart every morning. Michelle Pope introduced that term to me, um, wilderness experience, which is, I'm surprised I've never heard that term before, but as soon as she said it, it resonated, (laughs) it resonated on a deep level. So this was a, a, another shorter journey away from God because my grief just locked me up. It just, it just ruined me. So I, I had trouble accepting that he was gone. My father was gone and I, I don't think I allowed myself really to believe that I, I had no choice but to walk the rest of this earthly time without him. I, I wasn't mm-hmm. ready. I just was not ready to lose him. So through a series of events the, in the fall of 2016, I had my wilderness experience. So to explain that for anybody who hasn't heard that term, in the spiritual sense, a wilderness experience is basically a journey through some very difficult times Picture yourself wandering through a wilderness, tired, Mm -hmm. hungry, scared, hurting, deeply hurting. Mm -hmm. Um, This is not, you know, a gentle experience. This is not, you know, you're having an argument with a friend. This is a wilderness experience. It's the desert. desert. Mm -hmm. You have no obvious path. Right. Out of the wilderness. And what I discovered later that this is in fact a God ordained testing, an intense period of character change. Mm -hmm. 
the people of Israel experienced a very long wilderness yes. experience. The prophet Elijah and even Jesus spent 40 days in the yes. wilderness being tested, being tempted. Um, and I believe that these experiences are going to be different for everyone, depending on where you've come from, what God's trying to do in your lives, what strongholds you need to break, what you need to put down at God's feet, whatever it may be that you're struggling with, it's going to be different for you. Um, I think to use a more familiar term that people will understand what my experience was really, it came in the form of a nervous breakdown is what Mm -hmm. I call it. And again, I'm not going to go into details about that, but I will, I will discuss that in depth. I will share that and discuss also how God led me out of the desert. Yes. But the bottom line of that is that this experience led to the most deep and indescribably close relationship with God that I could never have imagined. I could not have planned. In my brokenness, I learned about God. I learned about myself. I let go of so much I had been clinging to. And instead, I learned to cling to my Heavenly Father. And you and I have talked about that, that clinging to Him. And I finally understood that he wanted so much for me that I was just not allowing because I was still living in the past, living in lies, living in fear. So to me, this entire story is my testimony. Um, I feel like most folks, when they think of giving you their testimony, they're just going to tell you about being saved, but that's only part of it. Yes. Many of us have to come to a point where we're completely shipwrecked emotionally to finally come to a true understanding of God and his magnificence, his grace, his mercy. Mm-hmm. So I think that meant for a lot of people, that's where they find themselves when they're saved. So they've already had their wilderness experience. Maybe they've already experienced the desert and, and maybe they won't have the same story and journey like me, but I think a lot of people can relate to this story yeah. and have experienced that after accepting Christ So my goal, having said all that, my goal is to open the door to talk about this stuff candidly. And I really want to try in our small way to break the stigmas associated with mental health, anxiety, panic disorders amongst Christian women. And that is definitely a passion of yours that I love. I know that's what God's been calling you to for a long time now. And, um, I was just thinking of something that didn't dawn on me, excuse me, till now. You know, you said 2016, well, 2015, 16, the end of 15, and then all through 2016 was a huge transition and for my family. And we went through wilderness. We had been, we had yes. been in that um, for a long time. Um, and then God brought restoration through that. And I was thinking about the date, you know, you had reached out to me on Facebook Messenger, and I had missed it somehow. And it was prior to that, though, because when I found it, I was here in the new home, which was in 2016, and it had been like a year or something. And yeah, something like that. And I'm just sitting here thinking, you know, we talk about God ordering our steps. and 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 when I first realized that I had not seen that message, you know, it was like, oh, my goodness, she's going to think that I didn't want to talk to her, whatever, whatever. And we've discussed that. Um, but it wasn't time. And I just realized that it wasn't time mm-hmm. because God had to bring some healing to our own hearts and, t- and some restoration to our own lives before we could be this 
this for each other that we are now and that he could oh I completely I don't think we would have been able to receive complete healing and forgiveness and whatever else you want to put in there for our own friendship had he not let us gone through that separate well (laughs) I agree and I'll tell you one of the things I really discovered um very early on in my wilderness experience because I'm I'm just going to keep saying it over and over again (laughs) because I just love your mantra so much. It just is so true. Um, I learned very early on that God did not want me to cling to anything in this world. He wanted me to learn that it's okay for me to be quote unquote alone Mm -hmm. because I'm never alone. Right. He needed me to learn a depth of trust in him that I would not have been capable of learning if I had been able to lean on the entire world, like I think we do, like I think we all instinctually reach out to our moms, Mm -hmm. our sisters, our friends, our husbands, to those support systems and those comforters. And we should, and by no means am I encouraging anyone not to do that. Right. But what I'm saying is if you find yourself in a moment where you're trying to reach somebody on the phone and you're really struggling and hurting, and maybe you're sad or you're scared, And for whatever reason you feel just abandoned Mm -hmm. in that moment, cry out to God. He's waiting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just, that's my own, my own little (laughs) two cents. That's my two cents to me. I don't know. I got 10 (laughs) cents. You know, that's, that's very, very true. And I'm glad that you. Um, put those little plugs in there too. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, well, I'm ready to hear your testimony okay. because I know some of it. Yeah. And, and some of it, some of it is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it gives me chills. It's so precious and it's so powerful. Oh, thank you. Um, it's very similar to yours. And our journeys were pretty parallel there for a while and, and, you know, we did experience mm-hmm. a lot of the same things in our younger years and, and, and I'm with you. And this is not to say that, you know, if, if our testimony is solely about us being saved, I'm not by any means speaking against that myself, but I'm like you, my testimony is not just, I, you know, I had an experience with God and then my life was new and it, and I was a new creation and and everything began from there. You know, I was raised in church and born and bred in, in in church, in a Pentecostal church. And, um, so I, you know, I was spoon fed a lot of the word and a lot of, um, a lot of who God was supposed to be for me. And my testimony, really, I didn't understand what it was going to be until just a few days ago when we were sharing this Mm -hmm. and you were like, that's your testimony. I'm like, it is finally, Lord, I've been praying for this, you know, all these years. (laughs) What's my testimony (laughs) supposed to be? Because I did not want it to just be about the crappy stuff that I did. And then I asked for forgiveness and then I moved on because it's more than that, because it wasn't that easy for me. It wasn't yes. that simple. And I, I envied people that could get up and say, I was changed. You know, I, yes. I didn't know yes. Jesus and I found him and he changed everything in my life. And I would think, Lord, why are you, 
why don't you want to do that for me? I've been here my whole life with you, you know, yes. and, and talk about wilderness and deserts, you know, it, it, we've been in and out of that so many times in my own journey, even going to church and doing the quote unquote Christian way. And, you know, I was still in, in wilderness and still away from God. And that's the big story and the big message that I love to share with anybody and everybody. And that's why most of conversations with women, it comes around to that, that what God has taught me. And, you know, my passion is reading relationally with God. Yes. Um, because I went through very dry spell being in the middle of church and I was thirsty and hungry. I was battling, you know, I had my, my own battles with fear. I had fear that, oh my goodness, when I look back on it, I just did not realize how oppressed and really sick I was. And we've talked about that. You know, I was, I was sick. And it's crippling. It's so crippling. It cripples you. Um, And family will listen to this, I'm sure. And they will know what I'm talking about. And they'll remember, I would, I would run away from danger. And tornadoes was a big one. I would run Mm -hmm. away from them. I was constantly figuring out when the next one was coming, (laughs) you know, tracking it where, you know, when's the next storm? I can feel it. You know, it was like, it was the enemy was just allowing me to constantly sense danger, possible danger in my own life. So that's a huge thing that I know we'll talk about fear and overcoming fear and, and, um, and, and I haven't completely me personally in the physical sense has not completely overcame it, but in the spiritual aspect and mentally, I have overcome the hurdle of not understanding that I have a safe place. I understand that now. And that's what I have overcome. I have crossed over to the side that believes what God tells me. And I did not believe what God told me. Grew up in church my whole life and I did not believe a word that he had to say to me. And I could give you the lip service of it. And I sure tried and I led small groups and I talked like I knew what I was talking about. I was just a fake and a phony. And I said it all the time to my husband. I'm just a fake and a phony when people would leave, you know, but that was God calling me. He was revealing things to me. And of course I was taking it and using it to beat myself up. And that was not God's intention, but he was little by little picking and pricking and pulling away the things that he needed to for me to see. And it took him a long time to do that. Not because of him, because of me. I'm in (laughs) praise the Lord. He is long suffering. Um, because I, I put that to the test often. Um, but you know, we went through a lot with our family, you know, and I know that part of what I will share definitely part of my story is, you know, um, diagnosis with our son and, and the child on the spectrum. That's a big part, um, of, of my relationship with God. It's what caused me to call out and cry out to him because had things been okay, like I wanted them to be, had things always been safe and perfect and no harm come my way. Um, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have the relationship that I have with God. I would just be that Christian that grew up in church my whole life. And I go to church and I go through the motions and it's very exterior for me. It's a very external thing. And I wanted, and you know, I want to go, 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 go. 
You know, I'm glad that you said that. I really am because I think that if I were someone else looking in on your experience or my experience, if I was another Christian woman, I would think to myself, well, I don't want to go through the wilderness. I don't want, (laughs) I hope I don't have an experience like that. And you may not, that's not at all what we're saying Mm -hmm. um, at all. We're all different. We're all on a different path and a different journey. But now that I can look back on all that I've experienced Mm -hmm. and as terrifying as some of those times were, and as, as much as I despaired, I would not change that wilderness experience for anything because of where it has brought me in my relationship yes, with God. Exactly. And I wouldn't have been able to tell you that in the middle of it. Didn't no, like it. Certainly not. Didn't like it mm-hmm. one bit. Hated it. Hated it. <laughs> yeah. Hated it. Hated it. Um, but you know, it made me desire without me even yes. realizing, and this is the power of God. It doesn't start with us. And that's, that is such a huge message that he continues to teach me every day. And he taught me even more of it last night um, is that it doesn't start with me. It always begins with him. He always makes the first move, always has, always will. Our free will choice is to choose him back. Not to ever choose him first. Like we control any of this. And so he really brought me to a place of desiring through many years. We're talking 15, 20 years of, yes. you know, adulting, adult life, living hard stuff um, to have a desire for who he was. And he was so precious to just drop me where I needed to be. And, you know, I found a group at a, at a church. We, we had to leave a church and that was hard. And, um, we, but we found a place and it was just, I knew that's where God wanted me. And I didn't know why exactly other than I was just really thirsty and hungry. I mean, I yes. can't describe how thirsty and hungry I was. And I mean, and I was addicted to self-help Christian self-help books. Yes, Every little girl. $10, me $12 too. I had extra in my pocket. I was at the Christian bookstore <laughs> down the corner yes. on my lunch break for something to buy just hungry for any kind of help and knowledge and he said you need to get away from books about me and read read my book that's right yes read my book and so little by little he started teaching me and I found a group of ladies salt and light um at my church it was just our little small group it's it's you know we just called it salt and light and and we follow um you know, the, the principles and the little tricks and trades of, of a salt and light group, um, in a church in Florida and, and a very good friend of mine, she had brought it to our church and she was like, I want to teach women how to read the word, you know? And, and I thought this is it. I was home and I found that group of women that didn't judge me, that, that just loved me. I had never had that growing up my whole life in church with good people all around me, but had never really felt that in my adult life as a woman, as a mother, as a wife, that, um, kinship and connection. And they just loved me. And my confidence started to build because I had zero, zero confidence. Um, and you know, and, and back to the anxiety, I was going to say, you know, my wilderness, it included lots of depression and oppression and anger, 
holy moly, my anger was just ridiculous. And, and my family suffered from it. And that was hard for me at the time. I wouldn't have dared told anybody that I got angry. Cause you know, you just don't get angry. Don't get mad. Good Christian girls don't get mad. And it's, oh my goodness. You know, there's judgment there. And I was terrified of being (laughs) judged, terrified of it. Not so much anymore. Um, I have my moments, but, but you learn who's safe and who's not. And you learn not to cast pearls before swine. You know, you really do. That's right. Um, and I got off track. I lost my train of thought. What was I going to say next? Um, well, you were in the, your self yes. light group and you were being yes, loved yes, up. Yes, and, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And so they really started teaching me to take scripture and open it up. And man, for the first time in my life, did I ever, had I ever, I read a scripture and it made sense to me. Yes. God was in there with me. And he was mm-hmm. talking to me and I was learning to talk back and say, well, Lord, you, why is this in here? Why do you say this, this, and this? And what does that mean? And, and he would prompt me in my heart. Well, go look up the meaning of that word. Go find the root mm-hmm. to it. Go find out why I said that. And I fell in love with God in the Old Testament. Yes, me and, too. And that just began a journey. And he, you know, he called me to so many truths of his and, 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 and then of course, then last night, just as recently as last night, I told him, I said, you know, it's more to this Lord. It's more to just us reading relationally with you and making the choice. And he said, yeah, you gotta, you gotta choose to sit in my lap and let me read it to you. Yeah. You have to choose to let me wrap my Mm -hmm. arms around you and love you through this experience. And you know, you told me that yesterday and it touched my heart so much. It actually made me cry. It was so precious to me. And I want to go back just for a second. When you were talking about becoming addicted to Christian books and reading literally everything, but the Bible, I did the same thing. And I'll tell you, I did not find true peace Mm -mm. until I absolutely immersed myself in God's word And not just read it because I didn't understand it either. You know, much of it I didn't understand. I studied it. And that's what we're talking about here. We're not asking you to read the scripture and magically know what it means, but to pray about it and to allow God to reveal his meaning and share it with others. Find out what it means to them. Study the root words of of the scripture, Hebrew meanings and Greek words and don't be afraid to dig around and spend time in it. It is worth every second yes. you will spend. Yes. And that's where true healing um, began for me <clears throat> was yes, me getting too. into his word. And, um, and, and so now part of my journey is to sit when I open it and let him read it to me and, mm-hmm. and speak it to my heart and write it on my heart and, and, it, and, and before I understood all this, it sounded complicated and I don't want it to sound complicated sure. to others and, and overwhelming, but you know, um, there's so much, there's just so much joy and, and true peace and, and genuineness that I have now in my own heart with my own self, because I understand, um, my Lord better and, and, you know, when we did our um, little conversation about worship, you know, knowing who he is and we have mm-hmm. to know who he is or we can't have that um, 
relationship with him and, and with others. We And the true that's worship. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so, um, oh, a few key words that are, I have to say them because, you know, I feel about my key words, but, you know, the trumpet being sounded in my life, that was a big deal. Yes. And so trumpets are near and dear to my heart because the Lord did sound a trumpet in my life and he awakened me from my sleep and my slumber. And I'm so thankful for that. So very thankful. So do you have anything to add to, to that? You know, I do. Um, I want us to, to dig into these things deeper one at a time. And I want to reassure anyone that may choose to listen to us. We are going to talk about how to do these things. Yes. We are going to give you the practical applications that worked for us. One of the things that's always been so frustrating to me is hearing someone talk about healing and restoration, hearing someone talk about studying God's word and how it's changed their life and not find how, why tell me the secret, (laughs) give me the secret. And I'll tell you the secret really, we are going to give you lots of tips and practical applications but don't be afraid to cry out to God every opportunity. Mm-hmm. Ask for wisdom. He will give mm-hmm. it to you. Yes. It's in scripture. It's a promise. Yes. Ask for peace. Yes. He will give it to you. It is a promise. Yes. The difference I think is that <clears throat> sometimes we ask for things and we want them today. We want them yesterday. We want them overnight. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I learned through my journey, and I know that you did too, is waiting patiently on the Lord, which is why Psalm 41 through 3 is my scripture for life. Because I cried out to God. I waited patiently on God. That's when he lifted me out of the mud Mm. and set my feet on a solid foundation and put a song of praise in my mouth. Yes. So we'll get into all that stuff. And of course, if anybody has questions or prayer requests or thoughts or ideas that you want to share with us, we did set up an email account at Sisterhood at gmail.com. And the spelling of that is M-E-R-E-A sisterhood mm-hmm. at gmail.com. And we've also created a Facebook group. <clears throat> yes. So feel free to join us there if you'd like. Um, now, is that group private right now, Kelly, or we got it open? You know, we'll check on that. That's a real key question. <laughs> well, <laughs> and an important know. point. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. I will make sure that we open it up for requests. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and by the time this gets posted, it will be. So that's okay. okay. But um, let's see. Is there anything else? Is there anything we want to, should we close in prayer? We should. I feel like we should. We should. I want to add one thing though, sharing testimony, sharing journey, the whole thing that the Lord has brought us completely around to is, you know, sitting at his feet and resting in him. And that was a hard place for me to find. And it was such a simple solution and it was just conversation and relationship with him And, you know, as women, he wants us to sit at his feet. All the women sat at his feet. Mary, Martha, Mary Magdalene, they were always about sitting at the feet of Jesus. And, and, um, and he wants us to have communion with him 
And that to me is just the most important thing, the most important thought for the day. So you want to pray for us? I can. Yes. Gracious father, I know you're with us this morning. I, I always know that you're with us. I always feel your presence and God, I thank you for that. I thank you for our sweet time this morning. I thank you for this podcast. I thank you for Marla's heart to share, to love on others. I thank you that she prompted so much of this and that you put a spirit in both of us to move forward with this. And God, I just pray that you would bless this time. Bless anyone who listens to this episode. Give courage and strength to any of the women listening. Give them courage to reach out to us if they want to. And God, I just pray that you would mark our steps. You would order our steps. That it would always be you first. And God, I just, I give this episode to you. I give this time to you. And I look forward to getting responses back and recording our next episode. And we just thank you, God. We thank you for our salvation. We thank you for our testimonies. We thank you for our wilderness experiences that have brought us closer to you, God. Just pray that we can, we can share what we've learned and that it could maybe be useful. God, we give you all the glory for this. Yes. And we lift all this up to you in your son's matchless, perfect name. Amen. Amen. Wow. I can't wait to listen to this podcast. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Well, all right. Well, it'll be posted and... It'll be on our, I guess we can figure out how to post it on our website and on our Facebook page, but then I guess we'll also be sharing it out there on all the different platforms that this particular yeah, app Yeah, there's offers. a learning curve here. <laughs> yes, there is. <laughs> you got a couple of blonde ladies in charge now. I don't know if you knew that. That's right. Oh my goodness. Well, all right, friend, this has been good. I'm very happy about um, our time together on here, so... All right. Well, I guess that that does it for us for today. All All right. right. Love you, girl. See you next time. Bye. Bye.